Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Bruce Johnson, who's VP Capacity Development North America Truckload at C.H. Robinson. And today we're going to talk about how to become a carrier of the year. Now, it's clear, especially after the challenging transportation environment of, of 2018, that you know, shippers and carriers um, are dependent on each other you know, for success. And while there's been a lot of you know, discussion about what it means to be a shipper of choice, what does it mean to be a carrier of choice? I mean, what are the attributes or the factors that elevate some carriers you know, from the rest? And why is it important to recognize these carriers? Well, that's going to be some of the main questions we're going to discuss in today's episode. And uh, it's great to have Bruce uh, on the program to share his insights and perspective on this topic. So, Bruce, welcome to the program. Thank you, Adrian. Very uh, happy to be here and look forward to the discussion. Well, Bruce, uh, I've had many of your colleagues at C.H. Robinson uh, here on the program on Talking Logistics over the years. Uh, you're a first-time guest, so like I always like to do is uh, I'm always curious how people kind of end up in this crazy industry that, that we work in. So uh, why don't you briefly just tell us a little bit about your career path, how and why you got involved in supply chain logistics, and what your role and responsibilities are there at C.H. Robinson. Yeah, so I, I got involved in uh, uh, transportation logistics. I am one of the few, I, I think, from, from my era that actually has a degree in, in transportation logistics uh, uh, from Iowa State University. I had a little background in working in a manufacturing facility where I had been involved with trucking and, and warehousing to a degree. And um, when I was in college, I chose that path. So that's how I, I started in the industry. Uh, ended up working at a trucking company for a couple of years uh, right out of college. And uh, shortly thereafter, landed at C.H. Robinson. And I've been with Robinson now approximately 28 years. Uh, did a lot of the uh, uh, career path, I guess, that it's fairly typical. I worked in the branch offices. I did sales. I did account management. I did carrier uh, relationship building, all of those things. And then uh, almost 20 years ago, I moved up here to Eden Prairie to the corporate office and have been in somewhat of a capacity-facing role ever since then. So uh, today we work a lot with our network on, on capacity strategy, capacity programs and products that we can bring, bring to our carrier base in, our, in the industry. Uh, and, and so it's, it's just been a great run spending that many years on the carrier side of our business. It's, it's, I'm very passionate about that side of the business, and, and we know that that's what, uh, what it takes to service the customers the way they need to be serviced as well. So. Absolutely. No, great, great path. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, most of my guests that I, that I uh, interview, you know, they, they've come from different, you know, avenues into this industry where, you know, manufacturing or, uh, uh, you know, in the case, in, like in my case, engineering and so forth. So it's, it's relatively rare to find someone that, you know, studied it in college and actually began their career and, and have uh, stayed with it all, all this time. And obviously they're at your role, um, you know, the fact that you've, been involved in many different aspects of this is, you know, provide some great, um, great perspective. Um, you know, like I, I mentioned in my opening remarks, I mean, there's been a lot of discussion here on Talking Logistics about the lessons that shippers have learned from last year's challenging transportation environment. Um, but what lessons have, have carriers learned? Um, you know, in other words, I mean, what's important to carry, what's important to carriers today? And uh, especially when it comes to establishing, you know, positive relationships with their, with their customers. Yeah, I think the important thing is, again, that relationship, right? That's what we talk about a lot and really focus on the relationship and, and having that relationship be a collaborative one, right? And, and one that's sustainable. Uh, I think as we know, the markets are going to ebb and flow, 
right? And 2018 was a, a phenomenally good year for the capacity side and for carriers. Uh, maybe a little more difficult and challenging uh, on, on the other side with the shipper side. But as long as the carriers and, and the shippers are able to work together, collaborate, and understand that these markets are going to, they're going to change, right? We all know that. Um, but that they get into these relationships and build them for the long term and to sustain those different ebbs and flows of the marketplace. That's certainly what we focus on here from the capacity standpoint, that, that we want to be able to be a great business partner for the motor carriers uh, during all the markets, not just when we really need them, like a 2018, um, but also when they need us more uh, during some other market challenges. So it's really that collaborative side and and working together and viewing it as a long-term relationship, not a, a quick need uh, for the next three or six months. Yeah, you know, I think it's the same thing with the, the shippers I talk to, right? I mean, we, we know that the pendulum tends to swing one way or another in this, you know, and, and, and you know, trans the transportation market by, you know, by definition is, you know, uh, highly, highly dynamic. And I think, you know, those shippers, I think it's, it's the same formula for success. I mean, a lot of shippers are short-term focused, right? Uh, and you can argue that some, you know, carry, some carriers are short-term focus as well, but it's really those that, uh, to kind of underscore some of the things you said that I, I, I heard was, you know, those that take a more long-term view, a more collaborative view, and kind of a win-win approach are the ones that are ultimately going to navigate both the highs and the lows of the market, you know, successfully, you know, moving forward. And, and I think, honestly, I, I mean, from my standpoint, um, there's a lot more work to be done on both sides of the table because I think there's, there's always that, um, uh, um, that uh, uh, in, incentives are probably not the right word, but inclination to kind of take advantage of the situation on hand versus taking that longer term perspective. Is, do you see that similar as well? Oh, absolutely. I mean, both sides are going to get that opportunity at some point to take advantage of the marketplace. Um, and it's kind of the discipline and, and, the, and the wherewithal and the understanding uh, how to how to smooth those those changes out and and they're getting it definitely seems like they're becoming more and more volatile the changes as as we've moved forward um, so rather than than having that short term yes I can really do something good today from either side um, to let's smooth those edges out a little bit and understand uh, how we can maybe both come out better uh, if we if we take a long term view of it and come at it from that standpoint. Right, kind of move away from this feast or famine, you know, type of, of environment that both sides seems to get th themselves into every once in a while. Um, it's been an evolution at Robinson, uh, absolutely, from 25 years ago, the transactional marketplace, and, and you lived and died kind of with those, with those ebbs and flows. Um, and some days were good for you, and some days were not so good, and, and vice versa for the motor carriers. So we've certainly spent a lot of time uh, on, on how, how do we improve on that. Great, great. Yeah, so there's also been a lot of discussion here on, on how to become a, a shipper of choice. I mean, looking at it now from the other perspective, however, I mean, what does it mean to be a carrier of choice? I mean, what are some important attributes or, or you know, capabilities that shippers and, and 3PLs should look for? You know, we're, we're certainly the, the service element is, continues to be extremely important. Supply chains compress. Uh, so I don't think that's really ever changed. Everybody wants you to pick up on time, deliver on time, um, you know, do the things that, that have been kind of standard in the industry. Uh, visibility has become huge uh, for the shipper community uh, where they, are, they definitely want to know where their goods are within the supply chain. So, so motor carriers that are able to adapt to that and use 
uh, one of the technologies that, that a shipper or broker uh, is, is able to inter integrate with is I think become extremely important. So we talk a lot about visibility and visibility initiatives with our motor carriers and understanding what that really means. Uh, you know, we, 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 and I think most shippers want to track and trace those goods. We don't really care about tracking the driver or the, or necessarily even the truck, but we need to track the goods. So, and, and when you're done with that shipment, you're, you can move on. And we, so, so being able to allow us and, I say us representing then more the shipper uh, and broker community uh, to have visibility when we need it is, is critical. Uh, and then again, I think the other thing is don't, we're not going to, if we, if we as a shipper community or a broker community are not going to take advantage of you during down markets, um, you know, we, we, again, kind of the conversation we just had, we need you to be uh, with us when things are, are more advantageous on the carrier side, but let's, let's work through that and let's, uh, uh, let's make sure we're thinking long term, which will will be win win for both. So I, I think those are kind of the elements that we look for as far as uh, what a carrier of choice looks like for us. Yeah, no, great great points there. I mean, I think that you know service is uh, you know we always talk about the trade offs between cost and service, but you know service has certainly become as important in some cases even more important than the cost element. You know when you look at things like on time and full. Uh, or even things like, you know, the, you know, safety in certain industries that becomes important, um, you know, as in the retail environment, for example, as customers, the end customers are becoming more demanding in terms of uh, predictability and reliability and, and really compressing those time windows, you know, that's becoming much more important than I see from a shipper standpoint. And along the lines of that, that's where visibility becomes important too, because the, the ability to, to be able to be more pro, you know, the visibility enables shippers and brokers to be more proactive when exceptions occur or be able to communicate more effectively with the end customer in terms of right. where's my order, what's in that truck and so forth. Um, so I think I see those two things as, you know, you know, coming together and becoming, you know, critical uh, attributes that shippers and brokers are looking for from their, yeah. from their carrier community. Absolutely. And, and you notice I didn't mention rate in there. Um, certainly play, plays a part to some degree, but you, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, the, the shipper and carrier community are really, or shipper and broker community are really looking for who's the, I want the bottom price every single time. I think many have learned from experience that that's not a great long-term viable solution. So uh, it still comes into play. It's just not the maybe most important element. Right, right. Especially now with, again, like, talk about something like on time in full where, you know, the penalties and the delays, the, the penalties and the financial impact of having something arrive too late or too early, you know, more than can wipe out whatever savings, you know, pennies per mile you might have saved on the, uh, on the load itself. So I think taking that broader perspective, I think is what a lot of shippers are doing today and, and recognizing that, you know, yes, you don't, you, you want to be, you want to pay, uh, you, you don't want to pay over, too much over market or too low, over, but you want to pay a fair price, but that service has to be a, uh, that service expectation has got to be there. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk now about, you know, your, your um, carrier of the year awards, which you announced recently, you know, first, you know, why establish, you know, this program? And, and secondly, you know, why is it important? Yeah. So several years ago, we decided it was time that we recognize uh, some of our highest performing, performing carriers. Um, and, and so we kind of went through the process of designing what we should do and what it should look like. Uh, the first year we probably didn't do it very well, but it, it, it gave us a start and got us going. So we just, we just came off uh, yesterday and the day before our third annual carry of the year awards. The first one 
myself and a few others, uh, uh, including their, their employee from out in the field that they worked with. We flew to the carrier locations, uh, delivered the wards there, learned a little bit more about their business while we were over there, which that's all really cool stuff. And carriers uh, love to show you their operation and their facilities. And, and we had a really good time. And we always followed it with a nice dinner. Um, but we decided to be more impactful and maybe make it seem a little more rewarding for the carriers that we would start bringing them uh, to a great destination uh, vacation spot like Eden Prairie, Minnesota. So, <laughs> but you know, we did, we thought it was important to, to bring them to Eden Prairie where they could not only uh, kind of see our campus and our facilities here, but also it gave them the opportunity to interact with everything from the CEO um, down. We just talked about, uh, we had an opportunity last year that they spent a little time with one of our brand new training classes. So people that hadn't even really, uh, started work at Robinson and, and in everybody in between. So we, we, for the last two years, we've brought them into Eden Prairie, uh, kind of had a program design where they could, uh, you know, have some fun, um, and also have some education. We've had, uh, outside external speakers come in, uh, both years, uh, from the industry. Uh, a couple of days ago, Bob Costello from American Trucking Association, uh, joined us for for an hour and a half or so where Bob was able to give his kind of uh, macro and, and, and transportation economic outlook to them. Uh, and then we recognized them with a great awards event uh, uh, in the evening. And, and, you know, we have to beat the Robinson people away because everybody wants to attend uh, from the Robinson standpoint because it's just such a cool event. And, and our, our, our carrier reps from the field come in and they, they tell a little bit about the carrier and then uh, – and then the carrier gets to get up and give a speech. And it's just, uh, I'm still uh, basking, I guess, in the glow of another great, uh, another great uh, couple of days we just had. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think the carriers really do appreciate it because we, we definitely know we really appreciate what they do. Um, and, and I think they really appreciate, really appreciate that, that Robinson would take the time to recognize them in that manner. Right. Well, I mean, first of all, at least you brought them to Eden Prairie in the spring versus the winter. So, you know, that, that, is, a, that is a plus. But secondly, I mean, my, my takeaway hearing this is that, uh, you know, as much as the award, you know, whether it's a, a, a plaque or a certificate or whatever the case might be, is, is, is you know, valuable, if you will, or, or recognized, it's, the, it's kind of making those human relationships, right? Growing those, that, that person-to-person relationship. So I think that's, to me, that's part of the value in terms of bringing it together is that you know the people that they may be on the phone with or communicating with uh, you know via the technology and so forth you know they're able to see and place a name with a face and be able to build those relationships and have those discussions about hey you know what's going to ha- what's happening with the market now how can we be better partners what can we be doing better or differently what can you be doing better or differently and so forth and it's really through that you know as much as we talk about all of this technology artificial intelligence and machine learning and all that, and that plays a key role, obviously, but there's still no getting away from the value of having face-to-face interactions and conversations to really drive you know, these relationships forward, particularly if, as we were talking about earlier, if the real focus is on, on partnership and long-term partnership, you really have to have that human interaction, right? Yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it's tremendous to watch. Uh, again, the reps and the, and the carriers spend tons of time together at this event. Um, and, and another thing that comes out of it also is uh, even watch the carriers interact because we have 
different peer groups, uh, you know, somewhat based on size, somewhat, somewhat based on equipment type. Um, but you get to watch an owner operator uh, interact with somebody that's got 200 trucks or interact with somebody that's got thousands of trucks. And, and I think that becomes a neat thing that doesn't happen that often in this industry where, where carriers of that wide of a variance of size, uh, size difference get to, get to spend a little time together and, and share their own uh, insights to the industry. So yes, a lot of great relationship building in, in multiple, multiple ways. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, of peer-to-peer learning. And I think the, the value of bring, uh, bringing these community together in, 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 whether over a course of a couple of days, it, it, that helps facilitate peer-to-peer learning, right? So yeah. large carriers, small carriers, owner operators, those with you know, 200 plus trucks. I mean, there's value in each of them hearing from each other and learning from one another. Um, you know, those areas that will make the industry, uh, you know, better. Now you, uh, you selected 12 winners out of, you know, 76,000 plus contract carriers, uh, you know, this year. I mean, what were the main factors that elevated those 12 carriers from the rest? Yeah. So it, it all kind of starts with how they are. We see them within our Robinson. We have a carrier advantage program where we kind of tier our carriers based on uh, some criteria. It, it, it it comes back to some of the things we were talking about earlier, right? There's been minimum volume requirements. So we want to have a, make sure we have a solid enough relationship uh, from a volume standpoint. Um, but also then we, we look at some of their attributes around service and, and automation of visibility and, and things like that. So they have to be in the top tier of our program, uh, which there's thousands of carriers uh, within that top tier of the program as well. And then we go back to our carrier representatives out across our network, out across North America, and ask them to nominate carriers that they work with. So that really becomes a critical part of of the process is our reps writing the story. And they're not just, they can't just send a nomination and say, I'd like to nominate this carrier. We, we, We have them give us some really good story or or information around why that carrier, yes, they may have good on-time scores and they may uh, do quite a bit of volume with us, but but what what really does, as you said, separate them from the rest? What sets them apart? So we had hundreds of nominations that came in this year, which was tremendous. Each year we've, we've been able to build on the start and as people hear about the event and they wanna be there because they want their carry to win and they wanna be there with them. Um, so we had hundreds of nominations that kind of comes into a committee here that then starts vetting uh, the applications. We go through them, we come up with finalists, uh, final three in each category. And then we, we get a little larger committee that sit in a room several times it takes uh, to kind of discuss and, and somewhat vote on who we believe the ultimate uh, winner in each category should be. So it's, it's quite a process. We just uh, met today, uh, kind of a retro of the last several days in, in we decided within a couple of weeks, right, the planning will begin for next year. Um, so there's no real break from, from moving this forward. So it, it's, it's really fun, though, and we've gained momentum every year, and we expect to continue to gain that momentum. And, and so uh, really looking forward to continuing on with it. Yeah, no, that, that's a great process. I mean, it, it, as you were talking there, kind of, uh, you, you guys are the equivalent of college admissions uh, groups, <laughs> right? You know, a lot of qualified candidates, if you will, but you have to you know, sift through it all, the applications, and see which ones you know, uh, rise above the, 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 uh, above the rest you know, related to the different criteria that you're looking for. 
Um, so now are the work criteria the same for kind of large carriers versus owner operators or by equipment type? I mean, how, how does that work? How do you, how do you filter that out? You know, how, how they get tiered into our program is a little different, right? Obviously like volume commitments and things like that. And we do a little bit of peer rating on service and things like that. But then for the most part, once it gets down to the rep nomination, uh, part of it, um, it becomes a very similar process. So to get up to a, the certain point, there's some difference in criteria uh, based on their size and, and based on, um, you know, our expectations of volume for a flatbed carrier might be different than a drive-in carrier. Um, but once we get to the nomination process and, and get to that, then it really becomes a very similar process because we, again, we're looking for the right relationships that we can reward. And that, and that transcends the, the different equipment types and the different size groups. Right, right. No, it makes, makes sense. Well, Bruce, we're running short on time here, so I'm just going to go right to my, my last question here. Yes. Yeah, as a way to wrap up, I mean, like I mentioned, you know, receiving an award is certainly something to be you know, proud of. But, but even if you, if you don't win, right, if you're not one of those 12 carriers, I mean, why is working toward becoming a carrier of the year you know, important? I mean, what's, what's the broader value proposition for everyone? Yeah, the, the broader value par, uh, proposition is in the relationship and what comes out of that relationship. Um, the stories we hear from these motor carriers and the abilities uh, through developing very strong relationships, um, they've grown their companies, um, they're more profitable companies. Uh, all of that has transpired from, you know, we, we, we hear some great stories about the American dream from, from some of our people that have won or some of our carriers that have won where they, they came to this com country and started in trucking and got, uh, became a part of C.H. Robinson's carrier base. And we've allowed them to do things that they never dreamed of. So it, it all comes back to that relationship. Uh, even if you're not an actual winner, if you're able to secure a very similar relationship to what the winners have, it's beneficial to both parties and, and it help, helps create great, great value for, for the motor carrier. Well, great, yeah, great, great insights and advice there, uh, Bruce. I mean, I, like I always say at the end of all our episodes, we, we always just manage to scratch the, the, the surface here um, on these topics. But I think you provided some good, you know, food for thought, uh, you know, for both shippers and carriers as it relates to, you know, why this is important and, and uh, you know, what it takes to be a carrier of the year and, and what the broader value proposition is for the industry as a whole. So, uh, again, thank you for making the time to be with us today. Yeah, I appreciate it very much. Uh, glad to have the opportunity, Adrian. Great. I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, either at the CH Robinson website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Bruce, uh, you could post it there and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Absolutely. Again, thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.